Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership, teams, and organizational performance. At Emergent, we are committed to transforming leaders, teams, and organizations to perform at their highest potential. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today we're going to talk about culture. And I, I we love this topic because it's like esoteric or fluffy, and, and we hope you've been drawn in by the title. Let's demystify it right off the bat. We decided with the title, your culture equals your actions, period. What do you say about that, Bill? And I love that. You know, it's not what you say, it's what you do. It's not where you're from. It's what you do. It's your actions. And we do want to demystify this. We have five categories of behaviors or actions we want to share with our listeners that we believe will demonstrate, define, and show what your culture is. And now, they just all happen to start with the letter C, just to make it a little extra sticky to remember. Right? So the, the first C word here is commitment. Every individual of that culture has to want to. You have to want to be there. You have to want to be part of. And we demonstrate that through how we provide our own talents, our gifts, how we perform in that organization. You got to be committed. I, I love that. You know, the example I'd like to share, because this is an example, in our region, we have a number of large supermarket chains. Mm, Yeah. I will tell you that my experience is different and more positive in one than the other. And it's based on, right, these actions, these actions that make for a better experience. You know, somebody specifically asking, did you find everything you were looking for? And if not, they go get it for you. Or if you have a question about where something is, they don't tell you, they walk you to it. So that becomes, why is that experience better? Because their actions are aligned with the commitment they're making to, I guess in this case, customer service. Absolutely. What an amazing demonstration of commitment to that customer in their environment. Now, environment matters, but that doesn't make up the culture. It's how you behave in that environment. The second category we want to be able to talk about is competency. The C word here is competency, right? We have to have the knowledge, skills, and ability to perform, to behave, what's expected of us. And if we don't have it, there needs to be a way to to get it, to grow, develop, train, so we fit in that culture really well, right? So the competency of our knowledge, skills, and abilities and how to behave. This will sound a little nuanced, but it's the panache in which someone takes you to that item. It's the way in which they ask the question. You know that they really are asking the question to find out that you did miss something and they are committed to sending someone to go get it. I mean, I think it's extremely powerful. Well, they know to ask, right? They know to ask. They have the uh, interpersonal skills to connect with you as that customer in the aisle or at the cash register, wherever you are, right? They have that ability, right? That's so important. The third C word here in the, in the categories of culture is capacity. You've got to have the time and the energy to perform in the culture. We need to have the energy renewal. So we're recharging ourselves so we can bring our best to that work, to that culture. We have to also provide the time. You're reminding me of a story from my experience in the grocery business. Early on, I did not have the capacity mm. to deal with the customer and help them become right, which, which was really part of the culture in the store I was growing up in. And I remember, you know, 
packing the bags for this guy who was telling me to throw the meat with the soap and my ears were turning red and I would, and, and the owner's observing it. And after the guy leaves, he calls me over and he says, Simone, that's what he used to call me, Simone, you don't believe that the customer's always right, do you? And I, I said, geez, I don't know what I should say. I'm 16 years old. Right. And then he said, but do you know what your job is? Your job is to make him or her right. I love that. In your actions. And that was the culture that he defined for me. And I, I, but I had to develop the capacity to be able to do that. So it was like making a suggestion instead of getting mad or would you mind if I ran an experiment and put the soap in separately, right? And so, but I had to develop that capacity to be able to do that action. What a great example of that energetic capacity to be able to do that, right? You could have chosen something different, but the connection, that's our fourth C, the connection your boss had with you to mentor you a little bit in that space, right? The connection we have with one another. It's about relating to the others that are in our culture. We're not soloists in cultures. We're not, it's not the wild west and we're, we're uh, individualized cowboys or whatever the analogy is. We got to relate. We got to connect. And Bill, I love that, you know, Dan Coyle, who actually wrote a book called The Culture Code, and we borrowed, you know, your culture equals your actions. He talks about a restaurateur in uh, New York City. I think his name was Danny Meyer. And he owned a number of restaurants, Union Square, Gramercy Park, the Shake Shack. He looks at the connection between colleagues, between waiters, as an indication, are their actions aligned with the priorities that they've established as an entity, as an organization? So if you and I are carrying a tray or I dump a tray and you come to help me, He's watching for a positive connection yes. from that interaction. Then he knows our culture equals our actions. We are truly there to serve one another. It's, I think, another powerful example of Beautiful. culture in action. Beautiful. Beautiful. And our, our last but not least category that starts with a C is competing priorities. What's pulling you away from being completely present in this culture energetically? time commitment, where are your thoughts? What are your competing priorities that you need to be able to, to mitigate, to alleviate, so you can be fully in, all in, in the culture? Well, you know, we can't be fully present, right? Our actions can't be fully committed if we're distracted. And, you know, I like to think of our coaching culture, right? Our culture equals our actions. When we're coaching somebody, we're present, we're kind, we're curious and we're helpful. And so those translate into behaviors of being undistracted, non-judgmental, asking really good provocative questions, right? And then supporting people along the way. And so again, culture equals actions, culture equals actions. Love it. You know, so as a leader in a culture, we believe you have to ask yourself three important questions on how you're creating more success for people to perform and behave in your cultures. It's around the, the safety. It's around the safety in this culture. Can my people feel really safe in all ways? Obviously the physical safety is important, but the psychological safety is as equally important. And Bill, I think you got to recognize that just by virtue of being a boss, there's a little bit of unsafeness that enters the equation because of people's paradigm around what you can do and say in front of your boss, right? 
So that safety piece, there's a, you've got to transcend that some way when you're a leader. Absolutely. Absolutely. That speaks really well to the second question. Am I creating an environment where people can be vulnerable? Can I disagree with my boss? Can I share a risky idea, you know, intelligent risky? You know, can I be vulnerable with my ideas, my contribution? I'm going to take a shot at myself with this one. I used to uh, joke around and it really didn't create a safe environment and it wasn't very vulnerable. I used to say that you know, you've heard the thing, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And then I'd say, well, it's not true because we've all heard them. That is not the way to create safety. That is not the way to invite people to be vulnerable. That's really a way to get people to play it safe and not take the risk. So we really have to be mindful of what we're saying, but more importantly, what we're doing. So as a leader, Ask a question that makes you vulnerable. Share, I, I have no idea what to do next. And, you know, genuinely, and I think that's the level of vulnerability we're, we're looking for. I, I remember a colleague of ours telling me I made her feel less than once because I was acting really confident about something that she was a nervous wreck about. Mm. And it was because I wasn't being honest and vulnerable. that I was also a nervous wreck. But I was trying to put on my game face, right? And it, it didn't create the conditions for her to engage, uh, for her actions to be as powerful as it could be. Absolutely. The third question as a leader to really build an effective culture where people are getting set up for success is, you know, purpose. What is the purpose of our culture? And are we on purpose? Are we intentional about what we're doing? Are we able to articulate to everyone in the culture what the purpose of our organization, our efforts, our behaviors are. Love that. Are we taking enough time? We need to chunk up. Why are we here? I'm always amazed at myself and others sometimes complaining about how much work they have. Isn't, isn't that part of our purpose? We're trying to serve and we're trying to serve more people and we're trying to make a contribution and yet we lose sight of that we almost sometimes start to see the customer as interruption as opposed to part of why we are here in being on purpose and i've often thought of culture and this almost sounds disrespectful to culture and i don't mean that at all but it's actually it's simply a side effect it's simply this thing that occurs from the actions from the behaviors that are shared amongst a common group. We are what we do. What is it? Sow a thought, reap a habit. Mm. <laughs> reap a habit, create a character, create a character, achieve a destiny. I didn't paraphrase that correctly, but the idea, we are what we do. And so your culture equals your actions. Cultivate the witness. Observe, are your actions aligned with the culture that you are intending to create? Because that is what you are creating, whatever you're doing. I love it. So I think as any member of a culture, you can ask yourself, what's my commitment level? Do I have the knowledge, skills, and abilities to be competent, right? The competencies to be effective in this culture. Do I have the capacity? Am I giving it the time and energy this culture really can uh, benefit from from me? The connection, what are my relationships look like? How am I relating through appreciation, trust, supporting one another, right? Interdependency in the culture. And then 
what are my competing priorities and how am I managing those? Be sure to join us every other week here at the Get Emergent podcast, where you will learn about strategies and ideas on how to increase your leadership and team effectiveness. Thank you.